Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Goldcamp, here with my co-host, Blake Alderman. Blake, it's been a little while since we've shot a show. I know I was in the middle of moving to an apartment, so I had to get set up and everything. It took a while. We were hoping to get Jacob on the show to talk some of the recent developments. He's actually on his way down to Fort Lauderdale today to meet with Billy Napier before he speaks to one of the Gator Clubs down there. So we should have some awesome content from the site coming up from Jacob on Billy Napier, sort of how things are going this spring. But Blake, I wanted to get you on the show because... Florida's had a lot of developments in recruiting in the last couple of weeks, and we've talked about for the last few months how there hadn't been a whole lot of movement in the 2023 class. Well, now, as we sort of anticipated, as you get into the month of May, as the month of June and July approach, you're going to see some movement. So first and foremost, Florida has landed three commitments. Let's just kind of go through and talk about each of those, perhaps starting with offensive lineman Nigel Harris. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, he's a guy that um, has played and started at IMG Academy, which is full of, you know, blue chip top recruits, you know, you, you name it. Um, he's been a starter at, at the offensive line position at, at the guard spot um, since his freshman year, um, or at least was getting a lot of play. You know, since then, he's got a lot of starts there. You know, he's a guy that um, is an interior guy, obviously. He's going to be, you know, a guard at the next level. Could be someone that maybe plays some center as well. But I think guard is probably where he's at at that next level. That's where Florida has liked him at as well. You know, big body guy, um, you know, can really get out in space and, you know, kind of clear some of those things for, from a pulling standpoint. Um, you know, again, you know, you're going against, you know, five star top 100 type players, you know, high level players at IMG Academy every day. I always feel like those guys from IMG Academy, um, they always translate really well to the next level because it is like a small college at IMG. You know, they, they just, you know, their roster is always so stacked. So I think he's a good get for Florida. Um, you know, obviously building the, the offensive line has been a big need. You know, you look at just the recruiting over the last several classes for Florida at that offensive line position, they're making it a priority this cycle. So I think for, for Najee Harris kind of starting off that hall that Florida hopes to land, you know, come early signing day, national signing day, um, I think he's a really good prospect. Um, and again, you know, I, I can't say enough about just the fact that he's, you know, a people mover. You know, he's, he's a guy that's going to clear that space from that interior part. Um, he's got the footwork to get out in space, like I said. So, you know, he's kind of what you would really want for those interior guys. You know, you don't need him to be athletic in the sense of, you know, kind of holding the edge and playing that offensive line spot. You just need a guy that, you know, can move well enough and can really clear that space for that, you know, what we think will be sort of a power run type of scheme that Billy Napier is going to want to run. 
Blake, well, I hear IMG Academy, I immediately think, again, back to sort of that narrative that we had back in December when Florida was going after, I believe it was Kamari Wilson, mm-hmm. and we're able to land him. That's a spot that produces a ton of talent. Well, produces, brings in, however you want to look at that. Um, but obviously a super talented school, and Florida hadn't had a whole lot of success there. What do you think is sort of gone into the dynamic flip there where it seems like not only is Florida having some success there, it's almost sort of becoming a hot spot for Florida. It is. And that's, that's the spot where if you want to get big time players out of the state of Florida, granted, I don't know what the number is, but I would say way more than, you know, I'd say somewhere like 70%, 80% of that roster is from out of the state of Florida. So not only are they, you know, a hot spot in the state of Florida that every school in the country wants to recruit, you know, they bring in guys that don't have those ties to the state of Florida. So you really have to work hard and you have to court those guys heavily to get them to, to realize, you know, staying in the state of Florida, what can offer and all those types of things. And, you know, I think that whenever you had Billy Napier, who was going to make, you know, kind of the state of Florida, really like the battleground for him. You know, you go in, you land a Kamari Wilson. I think he's kind of a, he's, he's very outspoken. He's a very vocal person as far as recruiting guys. You know, if you follow him on social media, you can see him, you know, after every guy that, you know, has committed IMG or visits, you know, Florida from IMG, you know, he's tweeting at him, he's posting at him, talking about, you know, kind of continuing what he started as far as being that first person to sign with Florida, um, from IMG Academy. So, um, you know, it's it's a loaded roster every year. Florida's in play for a lot of guys. Will Norman, the four-star defensive lineman, Jordan Hall, the four-star linebacker. There's plenty of others, trust me, that, you know, that are IMG Academy that Florida is trying to get on an official visit or has hosted already this this season, or excuse me, earlier in the spring part of the, of the season there, that recruiting cycle. Um, so I, for Napier, I think it's just the fact that this staff is going to recruit so much heavier. And those guys at IMG Academy, I mean, they've got a who's who's of offers. You know, they, they've got, you know, big schools coming down. You know, it's just it's, it's just such a hot spot and it's such a battleground school because you have, you know, schools like Alabama, Georgia. There's plenty of others that have had success there. So um, Florida's trying to kind of get that that pipeline going there, having some of those guys on the roster that have played at IMG to be in the ears of other players. So, um, you know, they're, they're hoping to continue the success that they've already had there at IMG Academy. And that's, that's one of the schools that whenever you look at, you know, the state of Florida, as far as recruiting, that's one you circle to where you're going to make it a priority. And they've certainly done that. Yeah. And I, I think your, your point about having guys that played there on the roster cannot be overlooked because you look at what's going on sort of with NIL, with the transfer portal, you know, there's been a lot of claims of, tampering and stuff like that look the reality is these kids talk to each other right and so if you have a guy that you know say uh for example lloyd summerall and uh you know played at lakeland and you know demarcus bowman ends up at clemson but you're always going to have those conversations and if you know if bowman's a guy that's considering you know maybe getting back closer to home he's got a line he can just call a guy like lloyd summerall say hey how's the program at florida that kind of stuff matters in recruiting. So I think it's it's really nice that Billy Napier has put an emphasis on IMG and that they've had some success. And we're starting to see the rest of the class begin to fill out, I think, kind of in the foundational stage. Uh, let's, let's stick with O-line, Blake. I know that Creed Whittemore is a, a wide receiver from Buholz High School here in Gainesville who committed on the same day as Najee Harris. But Florida recently added Bryce Lovett out of Rockledge, Florida. He's a six foot five, 330-pound type Maybe not quite rated as highly yet. He checks in at number 729 overall. He's a three-star prospect. But Blake, I know you and particularly some of our Southeast recruiting analysts like Andrew Ivins, uh, or Ivins, excuse me, uh, they really like this kid. So tell us a little bit about Bryce. 
You know, I saw him at the Under Armour camp down in Miami back in a late part of February. Um, he's athletic. You know, he's he's got the length. Um, I think that he's someone that you could see maybe start out at guard um, as you kind of get his feet wet more in the college level. Um, but I think ultimately his his future position is probably kicking him out to like the right tackle position. Um, you know, he has the athleticism. I don't think he has the, the, the super length of what you would want for a left tackle, but he has the footwork enough to where you can put him at, at you know, at the, at the guard position and get him out in space, kind of like a Najee Harris. Um, I think he's I ultimately, like I said, you know, I think right tackle is where he's at. But I think one of the more impressive things is that the day he committed uh, this past Monday, that was his 17th birthday. So he's fairly young for his, you know, his class. So he's someone that, you know, is going to maybe develop or maybe on a slower scale just from being, you know, from being a little bit younger there. So who knows if this guy's going to hit, you know, an 18 year old growth spurt or, you know, you never know how these guys pan out. But I always think that, you know, when you've got someone on the younger side of their graduating class, that's something to keep in mind, you know, just because you never know how they're going to develop out there. So that's something that I really like about him as well. But I think the versatility of being able to play guard and, and offensive tackle makes him a useful person for that college level, because those are the plug and play type of guys. You know, if you have someone go down, um, you know, you can you can put him in that in that position where he you can you can pick and choose where you want to have him help you at. So I think he's someone that with some development in the college level, um, he's got a little bit of baby fat on him. You know, obviously that's something that, you know, you kind of see with that, um, you know, the high school level guys. I mean, those guys eat, you know, double cheeseburgers and pizzas. And once they get into those, you know, that college nutrition and, and you get in the strength program, I think his better years of football are ahead of him. And I, I think he was, he was a really good get for Florida. And I think his, his better playing years are coming up ahead of him. Like, let's stick with the O-line a little bit because that was a spot, obviously, in recruiting. Florida needed to land some guys in this class. And when you're trying to build a roster the way that Billy Napier and his staff want to build it, starting in the trenches, you've got to have the pieces there, right? We're looking at it, you know, Bryce Lovett ranked in the 700s, maybe a little bit underrated, possibly could be due for a bump later in the cycle. Najee Harris, you've got two guys committed. I, I, I think a lot of people think that that's a pretty solid, at least middle of the O-line class. What does the top end of the class need to look like for you to start to feel comfortable that Florida has a group of three, four, maybe even five guys um, that it can feel comfortable building around going forward? Well, I think you have to look at the the guy that Florida's really made a priority, a guy like, uh, you know, four-star offensive lineman, uh, Peyton Kirkland out of the Orlando area, you know, from, from a guy that wasn't really high on the former coaching staff under Florida. Um, that, I mean, that was a complete 180 once the new guys got in there, you know, Darnell Stapleton and Rob Sale, I, you know, I can't say enough good things about the impact that they've made on him and his mother. Um, they're making sure to make him a priority. Um, he's going to make his decision in the later part of July. So I think landing a guy that you really have put that much effort into, I think is where you see that, you know, those, those upper tier type of guys that Florida wants to get in their class. And I think he's someone that can play across the board. Um, you know, he's, he could play center, he can play guard, you know, he could play left tackle. So I think that adding those quality types of players that, you know, a true left tackle type player for the future. Not only that, but someone who's going to be a vocal leader mm -hmm. um, as far as building your class or be, being a leader in the locker room whenever you get someone there. You know, I think that that's someone um, that, you know, again, Florida's made a big priority. And those are the types of guys, that, you know, that Florida fans want to see. They're used to seeing the, you know, the top tier parts of the, you know, the Florida's board, you know, the targets they've gone after go somewhere else. You know, that's usually kind of how it will start out. You know, they have their top tier part of the board. Those guys end up elsewhere. So Florida starts looking for playing B's and playing C's. And those are the guys that end up in the class. So getting someone like that, a Peyton Kirkland, I think would be kind of a lightning rod, not only for their recruiting class, but for the future of their locker room. 
Another four-star, Lucas Simmons, who I'm extremely high on, just from the fact that he's six foot seven, 300 pounds. Um, he's from Sweden. I uh, believe he's played in the States for, I think this will either be his second or third year uh, playing out here at, in St. Pete Clearwater area. Um, so, you know, he's very raw in a lot of areas, but he's extremely athletic for his size. You know, a guy that's six foot seven, 300 pounds that moves really well. That's a future left tackle. You know, he's a gigantic human being. Um, so I think that Florida has, this is another guy that Florida went from kind of being on the outside looking into, um, you know, I, I think maybe two months ago, he wasn't even sure if he was going to take an official visit to Florida. And now that's scheduled. It's on the books. You know, they've done a really good job of recruiting him. So, um, you know, guys like that, those true offensive tackles, you know, Florida can keep swinging for the fences at IMG Academy. There's a five-star Francis Maui Goa, another guy who's from originally out West that Florida has gotten on campus a couple times. Like I said, they've continued to make IMG Academy a priority. Uh, Rob Sale is making them a priority. They've done Zoom calls with the family that lives out West still. Um, so I think that adding some of those types of guys that have really been Florida's top tier, you know, targets on their board. I would say that those are some of the highest guys on their board. So getting those guys in there, you know, would be a really good success for Florida to pair with what they've already got. Yeah, you mentioned Simmons. You know, he's the guy that we've talked about on this podcast when it comes to the the sort of the tweeting and the hashtags where the whole staff has jumped in tweeting a hashtag, Hey Jai Gators, uh, for Simmons. And obviously, you know, it, it seems like based on what you're telling us as far as getting an official locked in, really kind of entering the picture for him, maybe that stuff is effective. So we'll continue to see how that plays out. Blake, uh, l- let's talk a little bit about Creed Whittemore here before we get into the second half of the show and talk recruiting more broadly. His brother Trent, obviously, on campus at Florida as a receiver, probably starts in the slot this year, could have a big year. What does Creed bring to the table from an athletic standpoint? Speed. You know, he's a guy that, you know, when you look at Florida's roster, um, they've got a lot of those bigger wide receivers, you know, those guys that you can get in those 50-50 types of situations. But they really need to hit on – not only is it, let me back up wide receiver position in general, whether you're a tall wide receiver, a slot wide receiver, whatever that may be, it's a priority for this coaching staff this cycle. But I think even more so getting some more speed in there at that slot position is even more of a priority. Um, and, and Creed has ripped off some really impressive uh, hundred meter performances this spring. Um, he had a 10, eight, five uh, back in March and then wow. had 10, nine, two. So, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, that's, even that's look flying. at Trent Whittemore. I mean, that, that's just an athletic family and you look at, you know, not only is Creed a, a coach's son, he plays quarterback mainly on his on his high school team. You know, his dad is the head coach there, but he's going to play wide receiver at the next level. He's just a gamer. You know, he just puts up a you know a boatload of stats every year. You know, Buholtz has really turned into a team that makes those deep high school playoff runs, and the offense really does work through Creed. So I think whenever you have the speed there. Um, I think that as far as the Whittemore family, I think Trent is more explosive as a player when you see those types of dunks and things that he rips off. But I think that Creed's got the speed. You know, I looked him at uh, up at Friday Night Lights last year whenever Dan Mullen was the coach there. They actually offered him, I think it was the day or a couple days after Friday Night Lights. Um, and he was just blowing past a lot of defenders. And Friday Night Lights usually brings in a lot of those, you know, really good, you know, high level defensive backs. So it's not like he was going out there and, you know, ripping, a, you know, touchdowns off of guys like me that are unathletic and short. So um, he was I think he's a really deceptive player because he's not only fast, like I said, but he's also very smooth. So 
I'm really high on on the addition of him. I think that, you know, the more I've learned about him more in the spring and seeing those times that he's ripped off, um, he's become, you know, a guy that I think is going to be a really good player in the future for Florida. You know, they need to continue to add some other slot guys. I think if you pair a Creed Whittemore with a four-star slot like Eugene Wilson out of the Tampa area, I think you've got two really productive players there and you're bringing a lot of speed into that roster. So, um, you know, 24-7 as far as the composite 24-7's rankings, Creed's a four-star at 24-7. He's a top two, four-seven player. Um, you know, just the stats he puts up every year, the speed that he's been showing this spring. Um, you know, he's just a guy that's been climbing up, you know, as far as the rankings here. So 24-7 meaning that that's our specific ranking. Standalone the, rankings, yes. The, 24/7 the composite is the average. Right. right. So he's for a people three-star that on the know, average. Right. There you go. And so, so we're higher on him than the rest of the industry. Correct. Correct. Well, Blake, uh, Florida now has these, these four commitments that it's taken since April. Five if you, you include Aaron Gates. For me, and maybe we can wrap the first half of the show here, for me, it seems like they've got a lot of middle of the class types. Like these are these are not bad pieces at all. They're not head scratching takes, which is positive. But Florida will still need to land some of those elite pieces down the stretch. Is that a fair sure. assessment? It is. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap the first half of the show there, guys. When we come back on the other half of the show, we'll be talking about what needs to happen in recruiting going forward. As we noted, this is really just the beginning. We're, we're about to get into the, the part of the year where a lot of these high-profile prospects are going to make their decisions or at least trim down their lists so that they have their official visits set You know, going into the fall, going into their senior seasons, and then they can begin to make decisions. And Billy Napier and his staff are in pretty good position for a lot of them. So right on the other side of this break, we'll get back and we'll talk some of that. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Goldcamp, here with Blake Alderman. Blake, we're talking about 2023 recruiting, obviously. Florida's got five commitments right now. They sit at number 30 nationally in the rankings. And I think one of the big questions for a lot of fans, especially fans that follow recruiting very closely, is quarterback, right? Florida, the current roster is a little bit unsettled as far as quarterback. You obviously have Anthony Richardson, who I think a lot of people are very high on. Florida brought in Jack Miller as sort of a slightly more veteran option, but he's not very proven, had a little bit of a, a tough go of it in the spring game. And then you've got freshmen, essentially. You've got redshirt freshman Jalen Kitna and then incoming signee Max Brown. There's a lot of question marks at quarterback, and I think typically when you have a new coach take over a program, that's one of the positions you look to start. You know, that's kind of where you build your identity as a team based on the type of guy you recruit. And for people that have followed recruiting for a while, typically recruits that play quarterback tend to make their decisions a little bit earlier in the process than other positions. Now, 
having said that, there's a lot of first-year coaches around the country, so there are still several big-name, high-profile targets out there. Can you just kind of set the quarterback board for us at Florida right now? What are, who are the guys the Gators are looking at? What kind of traction do they have? And we'll go from there. You know, I think obviously Arch Manning is someone that Florida really wants to get some momentum going with. Um, there was a report, you know, from him coming out of uh, his his first high school practice this spring um, that he was going to look to visit Florida sometime in the summer. Yes, yes, in the summer. Um, no dates have been set that I know of, at least. I know that Florida is kind of behind the eight ball as far as his recruitment because the schools like Texas, Alabama, and Georgia are really in a best spot for him. Um, I think that when you look at, at Alabama, they're starting to trend for another four-star quarterback that Florida's also involved with named Eli Holstein. Um, he also visited Florida in the spring, um, but again, is looking to be trending Alabama. So I think if you start to take – you know, if Holstein goes to Alabama, like everyone thinks, and obviously it becomes a two-team race for Arch Manning, you know, Texas and Georgia. So Florida really wants to get him on campus. I think the fact that he's from the New Orleans area, he's familiar with the fact that Billy Napier had success at Louisiana Lafayette. So that's in their back pocket there. The stability, you know, obviously Billy Napier being a head coach is hands-on involved with quarterbacks. All those things are positives. But at this point, it's just about getting him on campus. You know, you get him on campus in the summer, you see, you shoot your shot, you see where things go from there. As far as that, things get a little bit more cloudy. I think Jaden Rashada, another five-star quarterback out of the California area, is probably the next guy to keep an eye on for Florida. And that's someone that was offered under the former staff, had that offer reaffirmed from Billy Napier. But there's some ties in there because Rashada's dad was a player at, at Arizona State, was a big-time player there. Obviously, Billy Napier and a couple other coaches there have some ties to Arizona State from their time there. So I think the fact that that's there, um, you know, Billy Napier has been communicating with Rashada's father. Um, he's going to make his decision on June 18th, uh, recently released the top seven list of schools. Florida was in there and, and they've been on record as saying that Florida's really pulling out all the stops or really pushing really hard. So I think you're starting to see where Florida's getting that narrowed down board. You know, like I said, you've got to play catch up for an Arch Manning. Eli Holstein is starting to trend towards Alabama. Um, you know, past that, you know, there's not really a lot of guys that Florida's involved with. So Jaden Rashada is a guy that Florida really wants to take an official visit with. According to his dad, he told Jacob Rudner uh, earlier this week that he was going to take that official visit to Florida. No dates have been, you know, lined up as far as we know at this point, but there are talks of getting him on campus for that official visit. So Florida could really get him on campus, you know, in June, closer to the part of, you know, where he's starting to make that decision. You know, Ole Miss is involved there. Oregon's involved there. Um, LSU and A&M, to an extent, are involved there. So Florida's really got a chance to go in there and make a big impression, you know, get him in, in, as far as, you know, showing him the quarterback room. And like you said, there's really not a lot of proven players there. So, you know, you bring in a five-star quarterback like that, you know, you've got a chance to come in and really make some noise, you know, as far as, you know, coming in and buying in and, you know, learning the offense really well. So um, I think that that is something that's intriguing to them. Um, so we'll see, you know, so, I, you know, past that, it's just kind of hard to really pencil somebody in as, as you know, uh, you know, Florida's in a really good spot for them at this point, you know, because it's, it's kind of remained to be seen with guys like Rashada and Manning. Um, and then past that, you've got Eli Holstein, who you have hosted on campus, but does seem to be trending towards Alabama. You know, a guy like, uh, you know, um, Dante Moore was another five-star quarterback. Seems like things have kind of fallen off between him and Florida. So past that, there just really aren't any other targets that Florida's actively recruiting. Um, I don't think that this point that I would see them, 
you know, if they miss on, you know, a, a Manning or Rashada and Eli Holstein, you know, I don't really see them starting to offer other guys unless there's someone that they just fall in love with, you know, through, you know, watching more tape. So I would think that if Florida doesn't lane any of those guys that they've already offered, I think you're going to see them start to look more towards the transfer portal for a quarterback. I don't see them really, unless, like I said, something crazy happens, they fall in love with someone's tape that's maybe a late riser. I don't think that Florida's going to if they miss on the guys at the high school level that they're recruiting, I think you'll see them start to turn towards the transfer portal. So that that's kind of where I'm at with recruiting right now at that quarterback spot. Yeah, and I don't know that that's a bad idea, to be honest with you. I mean, like like we talked about the makeup of this roster, you know, Anthony Richardson, I'd be a little surprised if if he has a good enough year to, to come out after this year, but it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility, right? And even if, you know, I, I'd expect him to have a good enough year that we're definitely talking about him after 2023 as a high high profile NFL draft prospect. So at best you've got two years of Richardson. So if you, if you don't land a high school quarterback here, maybe you are best served by getting a guy that has a little bit more experience out of the transfer portal. And if this off season has taught us anything, man, it's, it's not hard to get a quality <laughs> quarterback from the portal, or at least there's plenty of options out there. So interesting on that front, Blake, what are some of the other maybe positions of major need that Florida's focusing on right now? You know, I touched on the wide receiver position. I think that adding some speed in that room is something really important for Florida. Offensive line is obviously a big position for any school. You know, Florida needs help in the trenches as far as from the interior part to the, you know, to the offensive tackle position. Um, you know, I think the running back room is good. You know, they are looking like they're going to try to at least take two running backs this cycle. I think it kind of depends on who some of the guys are. You know, Trayon Webb is a, a four-star running back out of the Jacksonville area. He's the cousin of former Gator D. Webb. Um, so, you know, he's going to make his decision on June 30th. Um, he's going to take that official visit to Florida the first weekend of June. So that's someone that I think Florida's in a really good spot with. But I think they also would like to pair him with someone. You know, wide receiver, like I said, offensive line, defensive line is obviously a big position for Florida because they need to add some of those beefy guys on the inside of the, you know, three technique interior part of their defensive line. So I think that that's an important position. Um, cornerback does seem to be one that Florida is really trying to go for like the top tier type of guys, you know, a five-star Cormani McLean, a five-star AJ Harris, another five-star Tony Mitchell. So those, those guys, I, I think the cornerback position is important for Florida and the fact that they can land some really good players this cycle. You know, if you can land, you know, two out of the three, I think that's an extreme win for Florida. So, um, I would say that the big three positions for Florida, as far as a need or wide receiver, defensive line and offensive line. But I think that's kind of a copy and paste, you know, thing that you could use every year for for any school because, you know, especially in the SEC, the trenches is where you got to take care of first. But I think even more so for Florida, adding some speed at the pass catch position is something that they've really lacked over the last couple of years. So, um, you know, the only guy that really jumps out to me is, you know, a speedy guy was Kadarius Tony, but even he wasn't like a, you know, like a track blazer type of yeah. guy. He was one of those elusive make you miss, you know, he can lose throw on the tape and, you know, he, yeah, you know, I, so I think that adding some of those guys like, you know, Creed Woodmore, like I said, who has some speed, you know, adding a guy like Aiden Mizell, who's another legacy player, both of his parents ran track at Florida. Um, and he also runs track himself. So he's got some speed. So, you know, Eugene Wilson, another guy I mentioned earlier, you know, if you add those three guys, to your wide receiver room, you've added three guys that are, you know, high level track guys. Um, you know, Creed put up those numbers. Like I said, Eugene Wilson had the second fastest 40 yard dash time, ran like a four, three, a low four, three at the Under Armour Miami camp. And then you've got Aiden Mizell, who was a state uh, competed in the state track tournament that just took place earlier this month. So you've got three guys that are bringing some speed. So that would be a, a really good haul for Florida. Yeah. Speaking of Mizell, I just looked up on my, uh, my Twitter feed and he's announcing his top seven tomorrow. So we'll have that on the site. I think Florida certainly 
I think they have a good shot of making that. Yeah, I would say so. So, um, Blake, I, you know, I I heard five-star cornerback and all I could think of was Corey Raymond. That seems to be sort of the spot, the secondary where Florida has the most potential to maybe pile up some of these five stars. Are there other five stars? I know you mentioned the two quarterbacks, obviously, Arch Manning and and Jaden Rashada. Are there any other five-star types that Florida is sort of in the mix for that even the casual fans should know about? You know, I, I mentioned Francis Maui Goa. You know, he's one that I think that is probably more so, um, probably the one to keep an eye on. You know, they're recruiting, you know, five-star running back Richard Young, He's already pretty much set up all of his five official visits unless something changes there, and Florida's not going to get one of those. They have hosted him on campus a couple times. Um, I'm actually trying to scroll now just to make sure I'm not missing anybody at, at that five-star kind of position. The spot there. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, nobody really jumps off the top of my head as far as five-star guys that Florida's really heavily in the mix for other than those cornerbacks. And they have um, a good shot with those guys, we think. Yeah, I mean, Samuel and Pemba is a guy that are looking at the edge rusher position. I don't know that he's really someone, you know, that I would really put on as the odds odds on favorite for Florida right now. Um, Keon Keeley, a five-star edge rusher who's committed to Notre Dame. Florida's still kicking the tires on him. They got him on campus, um, I believe it was the first weekend right there out of March. And he's not against taking official visits or, or any kind of visits in general um, because the fact that, you know, he's committed to Notre Dame and he, he's, um, you know, he, guys that attend that Berkeley prep school, you know, they're really tight-lipped on, you know, their recruitment if they're going to continue to keep yeah. doors open. But, I mean, he's visited Notre Dame a couple times, you know, continues to talk highly as far as being solid there. Um, but he's visited uh, Ohio State. Um, he's visited Florida. I, I want to say there's another school that he's visited too, but I can't remember. Oh, Alabama was the other school that he visited as well. So that's someone to keep an eye on. Five-star Peter Woods, the defensive lineman out of the state of Alabama. Florida's in the top four for him. I think Alabama has a good shot of keeping him back home. He's a, he's a former Alabama commit that opened things back up, but he'll take an official visit to Florida. Um, and then five-star Vic Burley is a defensive lineman who's still fairly open with the recruiting process. He's got 12 schools that he's looking at. Florida's you know got him on campus before. Um, he's coached by a former Gator. So I think that there's, there, I think as far as the, the, his interest in schools, I think Ford is on the higher end of that. I don't know if they're the odds on favorite for him, but they're certainly in a punching distance for him. So um, I think he'll take an official visit to Ford at some point when he gets around to that. So those are some of the guys that I would say to keep an eye on as far as, you know, just general fans, keeping an eye on five-star guys that Ford is involved with. Okay, Blake. Well, let's, let's wrap up here. What are maybe the dates, I guess, as, as far as visits go that Florida fans should maybe have circled in terms of, okay, the Gators have a bunch of high-profile targets coming this weekend. You need to be on Swamp 24-7 for this week. Yeah, you know, I think the first weekend of June, June 3rd, you know, there's not really, you know, a buku amount of, you know, star power there, but I think the fact they've already got eight guys set to visit that weekend, so that one's looking like a really big weekend for Florida. I think the headliner of that group is a top 100 wide receiver, another kind of slot guy, Jontae Cook, um, who I think that Florida has some ground to make up over schools out of like Texas and, a- and Texas A&M up there in the area where he's from. Um, but, you know, Joe Hamilton is a guy on Florida staff that's got a lot of ties to the state of Texas. Kerry Colbert was recruiting Cook whenever he was over at USC, so that relationship continued to carry over. So, um, you know, I think that that weekend is really kind of setting up to be, you know, a, a big weekend for Florida as far as numbers. But that June 10th weekend for Florida is really looking like some like some dudes are coming in. You know, you've got a, a top 100 linebacker, Malik Bryant. 
who's going to make his decision on July 23rd. Lucas Simmons, the big giant offensive lineman that I mentioned earlier that I'm really high on. Eugene Wilson, a guy that's had Florida leading for a long time, and one of those slot guys, speedy guys, like I said. Um, a new name that I confirmed this uh, earlier this afternoon, TJ Searchy who's an edge rusher type of guy was recruited by Mike Peterson all the way back to whenever he was at South Carolina and then Peyton Kirkland, one of Florida's top offensive line targets. So, I mean, you've got five guys right there that are, you know, top two, four, seven, four star players. Um, so I think that that's looking like maybe the biggest weekend as far as maybe not from a number standpoint of guys coming in that weekend, but that one's looking like where the star power is coming in. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we will preview those as things continue to develop over the next month or so before we get there. But Blake, Thank you so much for the, the the great recruiting recap. As we noted, Florida has added three commitments in the last two weeks or so. And obviously, you know, we're heading into that time of year where, you know, coaches are out visiting for, for spring practices. They're getting evals on guys. And, uh, you know, a lot of things are fluid right now. So be sure to stay tuned to Swamp247.com. Blake's got you covered. Our new hire, Jacob Rudner, has you covered. He's been doing a fantastic job covering everything from football recruiting to football. I mentioned he's a... Uh, Going to be meeting with Billy Napier tonight down in Fort Lauderdale, so he'll have content on the site from that. So be sure to check it out. And as always, Blake, thanks again for the recruiting update. If you want to follow Blake's updates and Jacob's updates, Womp247.com, that's the place to be. We will have it all for you as the Florida 2023 recruiting class continues to take shape. For today, that'll do it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.